In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, we're doing our camp preview. We've already gone through the offense. Now it's time to talk about the defense, and the number one question going in, in my eyes, is what is the interior defensive line going to look like? Can Jordan Elliott come through? Tavian Bryan? Perry and Winfrey, who's now on the PUP, probably had a golden opportunity. And what will we see out of Tommy Togiai? You tell me, Daryl Ryder. I have no idea. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Well, uh, it, it is a position that, it, and I say that because it is a position, Andy, that is wide open. It, it, to me, it's wide open. Now, Elliot and Brian enter as the leaders in the clubhouse, right? Right. They've, got, they, they've uh, I think, got most of the most experience there. So they come in as the, the leaders in the clubhouse. Perry and Winfrey, who uh, was the Oh, final... I said PP. He's not a PP. Sorry. He just, I, my bad. Yeah, final draft pick to yeah. sign his rookie contract. That happened on Friday. Yes. So Penn has uh, been put to paper. He's a big talker. We're going to find out if he's as big of a player. Um, love the energy. Love what you see on film from his college tape. But as we know, the NFL is a different beast. Yep. And now is the time for Perry and Winfrey to do his talking on uh, the field. And quite frankly, uh, I realize I'm supposed to be 100% unbiased. And I am going to self-report myself right now. I'm rooting hard for Perry and Winfrey. Because I want to talk to that dude every week. (laughs) (laughs) So guilty as charged, Your Honor. I'm rooting for Perry and Winfrey to be very successful. Uh, as a member of the Cleveland Browns, because he's he's a, a a dynamic personality, he's a lot of fun to talk to, and he seems like he's a really really good kid. So, uh, self reporting myself for a little uh, um, homerism there uh, regards to Tommy Togi. I don't know what to expect. Really don't. Uh, didn't see a lot of him last year. Don't know what to expect. Sheldon Day as a fourth rounder, he's not make or break though, is he? I mean, no. He's going to have to contribute on special teams, right? I mean, that's yeah, really where I mean, you're you're hanging your hat for him. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys that have been drafted the last couple of years, they are mid to late round picks, and the 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 fate of the season should not be <laughs> hinging upon uh, them. And get used to it, Bo Bell. Get used to it. Uh, you got uh, Roderick Perry there, uh, Glenn Logan. Another uh, rookie free agent and that. So, yeah, defensive tackle, not a lot of depth. And All right, so I, I don't know what they have talent-wise, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and I'm not taking shots at anybody. I'm not saying that they can't play. It's just I really just feel like that position group, Andy, to me, is an unknown, unproven commodity. Well, in a 4-3, if it was a sandwich, the outside of the four is outstanding. Miles Garrett and Jimmy Clowney. So the inside of the sandwich is, uh, you know, is it going to be filet mignon or is it going to be day old ham? I don't know. We'll find out pretty quick. <laughs> I, I will but say this with the outside. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, when you look at the outside, uh, you know, Chase Winovich gives them some nice depth there uh, to be that third rotation yeah, defensive end. Yep. You know, 
Alex Wright again, similar to Perry and Winfrey. Uh, maybe you got something there out of a third round pick. Uh, you know, then, then behind that, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's there. I thank goodness the two guys that they have or uh, at defensive end or Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Um, but uh, Chase Winovich yeah. is going to see time, though. I mean, oh, I absolutely, was, he is. I think he's that the, was he's probably the first guy off the bench. Yeah, I think that was the the quietest best pickup they had in the offseason. Absolutely. Yeah, they trade they traded uh, for him and sent Mac Wilson to the Patriots. That was a good that was a good trade. Yeah, so let's now let's drop back in the uh, 4-3 and let's talk about the linebackers for a second. Jeremiah Wusukormoa, Anthony Walker Jr., um, you know, so yeah, or if you want to look at it as a 4-2, I don't know how you want to look at it whether you play the DBs or not four, and then you four, play two, the outside five. Yeah. All right. So I am so it's so weird, Daryl, because linebacker and running back, like when I was a kid, man, those are the spots you wanted to play, right? Those were high glamour spots. Now, not so much. No. And look, JOK appears to be that impact linebacker that I have been begging for the last 20 some odd years for the Browns to find. They've had good linebackers. They haven't had a lot of game changers at that position. And I, I view Jeremiah Wusukoromoa as a potential game changer. Anthony Walker's your consummate professional, makes the plays that are there to be made uh, and need to be made. He's very good at directing traffic. He's a leader. You need those type of players on the field. So those are your two starters there. Sione Takitaki, uh, John, I think one of the favorite names for John Dorsey to say. He always likes it. Takitaki. Um, <laughs> Jacob Phillips, uh, Tony Fields. Remember last year, uh, you know, Anthony Walker got banged up a little bit and uh, their depth at linebacker kind of got tested. Uh, and, and I think that that's going to benefit them this year, Andy, because if something happens, you have these guys like, you know, who Jacob Phillips is, you know, who Tony, you know, Tony Fields, I have him like third on, you know, third or fourth on the depth chart, but fans know who Tony Fields is. That's right. a positive thing. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So yeah. even, even though it was painful last year with some of the injuries, it actually was productive because it got a lot of guys game reps and game experience and allowed them to grow as young players. So it's, it, you know, when you look at the, at the linebackers, cause it's, you know, it, and Satoni Takitaki, there aren't a lot of guys left from that 19 draft, right? It's him. Right. And one guy you can count on, or at least we're hoping to count on is Greedy Williams. You know, it, it's just interesting when you look at a roster and you're like, well, what are these guys made of and where are the majority of these guys from? And, you know, when you're a top pick, you're probably sticking around like Miles Garrett was 17 and uh, Denzel Ward was 18. But, you know, that 19 draft doesn't have, there aren't a lot of names dotting it. Like, you don't expect the older guys. And remember, to be they, didn't have a, they didn't have a first round pick that year. Yeah. And so, you know, so I just wonder what kind of pressure Taki Taki's going to have on him this year. I I mean, he's got to, he's got to play, man. They got to get him to, step it up if Cormo is not on the field or Walker's not on the field. So uh, let's, let's jump back into the corners. Um, uh, Ward, you know, Williams. I, I mean, we have some, uh, that's defensive secondary to me looks outstanding. When you, when you take all the names, Delpit and Williams and Newsom. I mean, the, well, that three safety alignment that we heard so much about that, that um, Joe Woods has, has been dying to use, but again, injuries, derailed his plans but 
Grant Delpit, John Johnson the third, and Ronnie Harrison. Well, those are three pretty damn good options at at safety, right? Right. And then, um, then you throw in a guy like Richard LeCount, who's still a young player that's developing. Uh, Although it does feel like he's been here a while, doesn't it? I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. Like he I feel just, like, is, Andy, I'm like, is LeCount still a, here? He was a fifth round pick last year. I know it's. I, I don't know why it feels old to me. Remember, he got himself in the doghouse last year during training camp a little yes. bit there. Yeah. So, um, you know, but yeah, they they added DeAnthony Bell, an undrafted free agent. You got Nate uh, Meters in there. So, but they're they're starting three safeties. Those three, they've got two starting safeties, but they really actually have three of them. Okay, and that and that's that flexibility is invaluable, and then. You know, Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom, A.J. Green uh, in, in that secondary. You feel real good. Denzel Ward. Uh, you you kind of feel, you know, Martin Emerson, who they drafted this year in the third round. Again, setting expectations at a realistic level for fans. Remember, uh, you know, if you get any anyone you get, Rounds three through seven is is gravy to to be a player for you, but uh, he's he's going to get some some opportunity. But yeah, you look at that secondary man. Eh, I pretty- mean, there's 16 names of secondary players. Yeah, uh, you know, I just I'm looking at one of the depth charts. So, hey, you know what? Hard decisions to be made, right, on the right. back end of the roster. Uh, and how many of those guys are you keeping? You know what I'm saying? I mean, as that's- many as possible. There is no such thing as uh, too many corners. So the uh, you know right now is is I look at it. Obviously, your starters are Denzel, Delpit, JJ3, Greedy, and Greg. Right. Um, uh, I, I think you're absolutely keeping uh, Ronnie Harrison, AJ Green. Though, to me, those are your locks to make the roster. Well, I mean, you're not cutting your third rounder either. Well, maybe you sneak him through the, the practice group. Squad. Remember, they had they they had what two or three third round picks and two or three fourth round picks this yeah, year. Yeah, Alex Wright. Yeah. So keep that in mind as well. And this is what's di- one of the differences this year is the uh, the cuts are going to take place the final three Tuesdays in August. So they will uh, they are going to be cutting down the rosters. Uh, as I mentioned, those final three days, I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling to pull up the numbers for you because the cut down, uh, is different this year. This is new. Hmm. So on August 16th, they will cut from 90 to 85 by 4 PM Eastern. And then on August 23rd, the roster will go from 85 down to 80. And then on August 30th, another Tuesday, it goes to the initial 53 at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then well, that's a jump, huge dump right there. Right. Now, waivers on these expire at noon the following day. And you might say, well, Daryl, why does that matter? Well, it's that's when you that's where you try and hide your players as a GM and try and squeeze them through the waiver wire. So those, you know, the couple of those draft picks we were mentioning, Andy, about, yep. you, know, can, can, you know, can you get it? That's where you dump them on waivers there. So that, because the waiver wire is going to be flooded. There's not nearly, it's not a 24 hour waiver wire. It's from 4 PM until noon the next day. 
So it's a, it's a much shorter window. And again, every team is going to be flooding the, the waiver wire. And here's the other thing, you know, we were talking about uh, the defensive tackle situation. Um, you want to hear my little conspiracy theory? I, I maybe not conspiracy theory, just my theory. Wait, do me a favor. Why don't you hold yes. it for a second? Let's hold it for a second. Hold that conspiracy theory. Can you hold it? I will do my best to control my bladder. <laughs> oh, Daryl, Daryl. It's a good thing it's a podcast. <laughs> it's definitely a good thing it's a podcast. Let's hey, take a quick time out. Dad for a week. I got the dad jokes galore. That's all right. Um, let's take a quick time out. We'll come back. I want to talk about you know your conspiracy theory, and then I want to talk about the impact of the coaches here uh, during training camp and some of the decisions they might have to make to make sure this team is at its absolute best. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland.